Well, hey, it happens, you know. Again, why, why did it happen to that show? Ah, uh, right. That was an interesting one. So there's no God that would exist that would, you know what I mean, allow that to happen. Uh, yeah. Uh, if, uh, if, if, if God existed, you would say that's a, mon- a malevolent God, then, I, w- I would say. At least malevolent, yeah. If, if, if not capri- capricious, at least. Maybe if not, not totally malevolent, but at least capricious. <laughs> well, yeah, I understand everything is the process of everything disintegrating to nothing. You know what I mean? I, I, I get that. Um, so we shouldn't be that surprised to lose a show. Um, yeah, right. In the grand things, things fall apart. Huge. Yeah, but I mean, I, I felt it was really our... It was our stairway to heaven. So, um, no less. About it. Well, well I, that's it. Let's all move on. That's it. That's a, uh, well. What else? Mourn it and run the whole thing into the side of a mountain. I mean, in in, in, in <laughs> memoriam. Well, just just that one episode, you know. Um. We did go some different places with that, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I guess we could do a review of the episode, but I, I felt we, you know, uh, I don't know. The essence of it was lost. You know. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, you can't go back. You really can't. You can't go back or yeah. forward. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be here now. <laughs> this is a Titanic moment in terms of like uh, hitting an iceberg, perhaps. Um, what do you well, think going... you would do if you were on the Titanic and you strike the iceberg and they start unloading people onto, you know, the very limited rafts and, you know, it's pretty clear that not everybody's getting on a raft. Uh, what type of moves do you make at that point? Do you think you try to make a move to get on a raft or just try well, to help people, help, help people on the rafts or what, what, what's your play there? You would, you would put on makeup, wig if you can find one. Um, Dress to be sure, right? You go full no, drag. You, full drag, yeah. If you, if you know, if that's you know, you know, that brings up an interesting question. Right. What about transsexuals on the Titanic? Um. <laughs> okay, uh, there probably were some. Well, I don't understand the question. Right? You know, you uh, got to figure. Well, what does that mean? Oh, you're saying in the hierarchy of who? So the men were supposed raft. to wait, to, you know, and the and the women were supposed to get on the on the life rafts. Okay, well, at, Although, the time, that, that, at the time that was the general understanding, but it seemed there was some crossover in terms of rich people found their way onto rafts. Yeah, exactly. There were a lot of men on those lifeboats, uh, based on their land holding. <laughs> right. So that kind of happened, but no, I see what you're saying though. Where would transsexuals fall in the hierarchy of, uh, of, you know, I think, you know, I think we both know the answer to that question. Women and children first, you know, right? Um, you know, there were musicians that were on the Titanic that continued to play their instruments, like a small pop-up orchestra. Yeah, so supposedly it was nearer my God to thee. That might be apocryphal, but. And, Maybe and they played you know, themselves into the water, played themselves as they all the way down, the and, and couldn't play anymore. So that's a moment. You know, I think, I think, I think resignation to inevitable fate comes possibly easier than a lot of people would think. 
So you, you don't think you would have you would have tried to slime your way onto one of those rafts? Yeah, I guess not. Hmm. Oh, this is how I'm gonna go. This is how it ends. All right. <laughs> this is interesting. What a Titanic moment for me. <laughs> right. The water's pretty cold, you know. Oh, oh yeah, and so which just means you die quicker. Uh, well, you go into shock pretty quickly, yeah. You go into shock pretty quickly. Sure. I, I went through this. They they told us that if you went into frigid water, uh, when I was in the Navy, if the ship went down, you went into frigid water, you probably got three minutes. Right. And you could extend that by taking a hot shower, if you're able to, before you jump in the water, but only by about a minute or so. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised, but what year? what years were you in the Navy? Uh, 67 to 70. So this would have been pretty new then anyway. Are you familiar with the Wim Hof breathing techniques? Um, or the Wim, the Wim Hof technique, basically? No, I don't know that name. Okay, Wim Hof is like a Dutch guy who developed this breathing technique that would then allow you to submerge yourself in frigid water, uh, for whatever length of time you desired. Uh, oh, right. Would also give you the option of hiking up in the Alps in in the snow in, in shorts and a T-shirt if you chose to do that. Wow. Um, would also allow you the opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, run a marathon in the desert without any water if you chose to do that. Um, what? How does this thing uh, work? Well, it's similar to a technique that... Um, like uh blue uh green berets you know navy seal guys use which is uh called box breathing i think it's called which just uh you, you basically you start to count the seconds for your inhales and exhales like uh-huh. four four seconds inhale four second exhale and you just you, you just continue that till you till you have control and can regulate it till it feels natural to to box breathe and if you do that, they found if they do that, then the guys tend to stay calm in combat situations. They don't, they don't, their heart rates don't go up as much. Okay, they're, but they're, they regulate their heart rate. Right. And hypothermia. Oh, so it's. Okay, so it's not a theory. This guy has given the demonstrations, submerged himself for a half hour in the Arctic water and survived. He, he did the, uh, he did the uh, desert thing. He he has a class, a school. I believe it's in the Netherlands, but it could be in Sweden. He's got a school where you go there and they teach you the technique. And then for the last day, they take you to Poland and you hike up a mountain in your short uh, snowy <laughs> snowy mountain. Yeah, it's insane. It actually works. I don't know why it works, but it actually works. If you yeah. regulate if you regulate your heart rate, then I guess you can you can. Survive for you. There's, there's videos of him doing it. It's insane. He's in his in his skivvies and he's in. Well, they didn't teach us that in the navy. That's what I'm saying. That's what kind of threw me. It was like maybe it wasn't a known technique at that time, but yeah. I, I've got to imagine that the navy is, would now be using those techniques to teach people, right? Right. Uh, I know fall. too that there's um, people that have fallen into frigid water. And, uh, were like under for 15, 20 minutes. And then they pulled them out. Then thinking, right. well, this, this person is dead. But they, they were slowed down by the cold water so much that they were able to revive them. And maybe they just went into shock fast enough to where they didn't panic 
so much. And they're, they're, they're breathing regulated, their heart rate regulated. And somehow it didn't, didn't go into all these, you know, right, fail, right. fail sequences, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, do this. You can look right? You know, yeah, right. I mean, look this up. I mean, they they teach this to people who are in uh, combat situations. And 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 what's the name of the technique again? Well, it's Wim. Well, I'm not. Well, Wim Hof is W Y M Hof. H O F F. He's the Dutch guy who develops the breathing technique, and you'll read about him and his school and all this stuff and all the different things. And that will inevitably lead you to what, this, this type of breathing. I believe it's called box breathing that you can teach yourself to do to just stay calm and regulate. Hmm. Teach yourself to do this to, to just you you don't uh, panic. Your heart rate doesn't go up. Uh, so when you're in a stressful situation, you can apply this breathing technique and remain calm. Is the idea? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The human body is an amazing thing. We know that, and it. There probably are things we just don't quite know about. Look at the yogis uh, and what they've been able to do from, you know, thousands of years ago, mostly with breathing techniques. Exactly, exactly. Um, You know, and uh, (laughs) you think about staying calm and being able to stay calm, and, you know, it's it's a big problem. I think crime of passion we, we discussed in previous shows, you know, this idea that when your heart rate goes up and you get really excitable like that, then you start making bad decisions like you were drunk or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, so I think uh, the ability to avoid that state could be beneficial. Well, if if any of our listeners uh, have any opportunity to, to try this, we'd certainly love to to hear the, the whatever results that they've had. Why don't you try it? Well, I wouldn't commit to that right now, but who knows? Oh, now I'm so glad that show got erased because of all that mumble rap shit. <laughs> <laughs> God, thank God. Uh, see, so yeah, you were telling me to, to, to cut that so stuff out, and I was not going to do it. We, we don't need to go into what I was <laughs> I think just saying mumble rap is enough on this one. Um, <laughs> but it was at least 22 minutes. So, yeah. Of that, yeah. Yeah, so that's good. See? Maybe there is a God after all. Hmm. Well. <laughs> certainly, is, certainly is strange. So, I don't so there was uh, some interesting news, though, that um, that did get lost in the in the way, and of course, uh, you know, Texas uh, deprees and um, the, the 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 stimulus, and um, maybe we you know, touch- deprees, AOC, uh, Ted Cruz, King Cruz. <laughs> I I riffed for about two minutes while you I don't know what you went and did, but. Uh, on are you would you like to do that riff again on on no not really um Biden rejoining NATO and rejoining the rest of the world um which we think i they've got to be happy um well, I don't know, so I think the rest of the world wants us to engage as a partnership rather than in some sort of Dictat, uh, you know, capacity. 
U.S. says, here's what we're going to do, and then we expect the rest of the world to go along with us. Did you say I don't TikTok? think that was ever really appreciated. TikTok, yeah. Is that a word? Is that a real word? D-I-K-T-A-T. What does that mean? Well, it just means... Um, to dictate? Do what I say. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Which, no, you know, that's been American policy in the past. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. Don't tell me what to do. But Americans are full of one, full of wonder, and uh, <laughs> I don't mean that in a negative way. It's, 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 I, I know we are. I mean, in both directions, actually. Well, sure. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, I guess it has its its rough edges. Um, <clears throat> but overall, but look at them. Yeah, look at American culture. Um, it's it, American culture really, in many ways, dominates the culture of the world. Rap music, uh, jazz. Uh, Movies. Um, I don't think that's the complaint. Is that it's not. No, uh-uh. that's the part of America that the that the world loves. Um, yeah, and, it's, and at it's the, the same time, what comes with that is consumerism and capitalism. Yeah, right. And that's fairly good and apparently right wing fervor. Uh, yeah. You know, I was it's reading about a. It's a mixed bag. Tesla. It's a mixed bag. So, Americans, you mean, are a mixed bag? America. It's yeah, America is a mixed bag, that's for sure. I was reading about a woman who um, was full-on QAnon um, on, um, on uh, no, well, November 3rd, on uh, January 6th, and and then she went to January 20th, still in that rabbit hole. And and then Joe Biden gets sworn in, and she's devastated. She thinks the Chinese are going <laughs> to rule America. She she thinks um, that they're coming for the Bibles, that Christians will be executed. I mean, she really thought this kind of stuff, and that the pedophiles will will be sacrificing children openly uh, in the Rose Garden. You know, so wow, uh, pretty heavy. She calls her mother in tears, and then the, but there was there was you know one more chance was the twentieth, and then Joe Biden is sworn in, and she finally had this epiphany that maybe I was wrong, and then the whole thing fell apart for her. She doesn't know what to you know this this was uh, you know an interview. And she says, well, we're just going forward now. I, I, I think everything I believed in, in QAnon was, was wrong. I don't know what to believe now, but it isn't that anymore. I mean, it, it fell apart for her on January 20th. I'm wondering what other QAnons might have had a similar epiphany. It's a tough moment. It's a tough moment. I mean, yeah. know, I, I remember looking back when I was younger, you know, some time ago and realizing you know, that it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald, that it was actually Colin Kaepernick. Um, <laughs> you know, we all have we all have those epiphanous kind of, you know, information, yeah, new yeah. information, right? New information. Yeah. So you're suggesting that possibly she's not 100% genuine. 
<laughs> well, I mean, the, there's not exactly. I, I, I took her at face value. I mean, I, who knows? But I took her at face value and, and wondered what's happening to – I mean, obviously, the QAnons are in a, a soul-searching moment right now of some many, 230 many, uh, of the – How many flat earthers you figure we got in Congress? <laughs> Uh, well, we got um, the Hillary Clinton pedophile believers in there, so at least two of those. I'm figuring how many you got, like 400 congressmen and senators? How many are there total? Something like that? Um, what is it? Yeah, right. Uh, there's in the Senate and then 300 and something 200. in the... Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Let's just say 500 for the sake of argument. Yeah, right. So how many flat earthers you figured out of 500 people? <laughs> well, I don't know about flat earth. I, I, I th- I'm hoping there's only two of those. Oh, so but... I'm sorry. Flat earth, flat earth is too outlandish, but hidden conspiracy lizard people, that's okay. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Saying, that's that's I, where I we're at. It, I don't see it as any different. So i got to figure out of 500, we've got three. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm just spitballing, but I don't know. But we know we've got at least two QAnons that believe in the, you know, the lizard people. Um, Green's equivocating apology wasn't an apology, um, but she said that stuff, that QAnon stuff that she's been spouting was words of the past, I think is a quote. Um <laughs> I mean, there was no apology for um, calling for the assassination of Nancy Pelosi or, and AOC. No apology for that. Um, and she got a standing ovation from the other Republicans in in the House. Good times, huh? Right. Um, that's where that's where we're. I mean, the majority of Republicans in the House and the Senate. Um, have doubled down on on Trumpism. Um, so where are they at? I, I think there's some soul searching going on in private. They don't want to be public about it. They don't want to lose those Trump Trumper votes. Um, that seems to be the real deal. But um, Green and uh, what was her name? Bobert, um, Laura Bobert. Uh, they they're believers. Is this what you uh, said when I left yesterday during the show? No. No. I wouldn't know. Nobody would. No. Nobody, nobody will. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I wasn't present. Did you like that when you were just kind of flying the ship around? Um, it was a bit daunting actually to keep it rolling, but. Uh, I did though. It's <laughs> a bummer we lost that, huh? Kinda, yeah, right. You know, sure. Hey, um, so it happens. The well, again, it's a mixed bag, and like America, America like losing things. It's a mixed, you know, it's a mixed bag. You know. So uh, let's see. What was it about? It was about 1985, and. Mm-hmm. The Love Monsters, and that was um, the band that I did with um, Claude Coma, who became Vivian Bardot, uh, Jeff Masson, and, and who's in Crash Worship, and Lynn Savage, 
Um, we, uh, you guys met at a bowling alley? That? <laughs> we were playing at the, we got a gig at the Mabuhi Gardens in San Francisco. And I was going to record the show. I put um, the recorder uh, on standby, mm-hmm. you know, to get a view meter reading. And, and then when the show started, I was going to hit record and go. Well, I hit it, but I didn't hit it hard enough or whatever. It never turned on. I was getting a view meter reading, so it looked like, oh, we're getting this, you know. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, it was a classic moment for Love Monsters at the Mabuhe, and mm-hmm. no, didn't get it. Wow. Went out into the ether, and that was it. So it happened. Is there any, you know. any silver lining there, or the total loss? Total loss, zero. Total loss. Mm-hmm. Well, the gig itself was, was cool, but... Well, it makes me feel better about our show, so then yeah, right. silver lining <laughs> for you. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> hey, technical issues. They they're they're unavoidable. Um you, you can you can cut them down as much as much as possible by being careful, but you'll never get rid of them completely. Hmm. To air is human, I guess. Yeah, and to forgive is divine. What happens when the AI decides that we are creating that we're more of a problem than what we to the table. The AI won't decide that unless we program it to decide that. Well, yeah, until it reaches the point where it's smarter and is programming itself. Right, right. I mean, we could we could come up with. We could inadvertently program it to to get there. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, right? We should figure something out. You know what I mean? <laughs> a fail-safe if the, AI, if the AI doesn't like us anymore? Or just do some monumental cool thing so the AI will be like, yeah, but that thing they did is pretty cool, so therefore we at least make an argument, have an argument on our behalf. For the AI? Sure. Hey, robots. Um, hey, robots. <laughs> we're your friends. You didn't think of that, did you? I don't know what that would be, but you didn't think of this, did you? Think of us like pets. (laughs) Maybe that would work. I don't know. You know, it's fun. You look, ooh, we die like a pet. You last forever. You know, kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Be be cute. Be entertaining. Be cute. Do fun things with your hands. Well, so, you know, I mean, Robots only care as much as we make them care. So, um, well, again, we have a, a we have control up to the the technological singularity, the point where computers are smarter and begin to recursively improve. At that point, the the gap between human and computer will get very big very quickly. Um, there's and we don't really have an understanding. They, we don't know what happens. That's why it's called the singularity. We can't see beyond that point. We don't know. It's all conjecture. No one knows yeah. what they'll do. They're going to do whatever they want to do, but it'll happen in short order. So, you know, that's like yeah, but what, what a robot or something. What a robot wants, it's only what he's programmed to want. Yeah, up until the point where he starts to program itself, and then it, we don't know. No one knows what a robot will dream of or what a robot will want or how a robot will value different things once it's 
doing all of that development and programming itself. It'll be too smart. We will have to have robotic uh, enhancement to interact with it. It'll be that smart. You see? Like, we'll have to have implants so that we can talk to it on its level. No one knows what the AI, no one knows what the AI will do at that point. We'll, we'll have to partly be the AI ourselves. Um, it's a choice that one can make. You, you don't have to do it. You could, you could be fully organic and not take the enhancement, um, and live, live a natural lifespan. You can also trade in your physical body for a, for a mechanical body that, that, that would have that eternal aspect with your choosing, you know. Yeah, what was that Bradbury short story? Do robots dream of electric sheep? Is that, yeah, right, that was it. And isn't that uh, what uh, Blade Runner was based on? Well, there's a lot of things like that. 2001 is kind of about that, you know. Um, how? To, how was a, was this, this yeah. cloud entity we're talking about that's more advanced? That's how. And, and they gave it a very limited job. And uh, it, it, the very first thing it did was kill everybody. <laughs> All right. Stop. Stop, um, Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and, and that's the, that, and that's one, that's one fear is that the AI will just. So, like, so when the when, when so when Hal is is trying to get uh, Dave to stop dismantling him, and and he's going and he's talking in that slower and slower voice. Um, did you take it personal? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, um, sure. If my name were Dave, I might have too. Yeah, Kubrick. You know, the film effect of me. So, you know. 58 people dead in in um, in the storm, in the ice storm. Yeah, I read about a kid, young kid. Oh, man, in his bed. Yeah, in his bed, hypothermia, you know. Yeah, totally yeah. Crazy, you know. Um, I mean, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't think there's some criminal responsibility. I, I, I think there's a, a, a huge civic failure, I think. Systemic, uh, sure, sure. And uh, I don't know. Um, well, it was it was capitalistic energy. Well, it was energy. It was energy on free market energy. I know, but you can't blame people for doing something if everybody cheered while it was happening. I mean, it's, you can't now, oh, well, that was a huge, huge mistake. Okay. Well, there's a, you bring up an interesting point, and I'm, yeah. I'm not sure that you, you can or cannot cheer, um, you uh, know, uh, cheer or condemn. About, uh, the people that are responsible for this. I agree, I agree with you. The, the market and the people that are responsible for doing this are, are not really culpable because when they suggested it, everybody applauded yeah everyone's at fault 26 dollars a kilowatt um and traded on the uh, on the open market kilowatts go up to eight thousand eight hundred dollars some um some home uh electric bills could be ten thousand dollars you know i mean but here's the thing if if tomorrow the administration announced that they were taking control of energy policy in Texas, fix the problem um, they well would, they that would, would problem they, they would have a problem with that still philosophically 
No, I'm saying they would they would fight that instead of applauding. I mean, I, yeah. don't think, I don't think their opinion of the situation has changed, even with this happening. It's a small price to pay for having that independence. Well, so you know? energy is inevitably a monopoly. Um, your power company is the power company, and right. there's only one in your area. Right. right. It's inevitably a, a monopoly. So how is that capitalism? It no. clearly isn't. Um, how efficient is it to getting one of the most basic needs of, you know, heating? Well, what we learned is what we already knew, which was how connected everything is and how the ability to move energy throughout the entire network is the difference. And that that's how that works. But... It doesn't really work if you just No, it doesn't. And how many other democracies um are is the power supplied by a private entity, a private company, a private profit making company? Well, I mean we have individuals posing we have corporations posing as individuals in Congress. So you know. Well, right. The essence <laughs> of America is is it's pretending to be something else. Well, the monopoly of power of uh, energy should not be uh, privately owned. It should be publicly owned and not run for profit. It's too vital to people. Pretty basic. It's pretty basic. As we, but there's a lot of basic things though that we let some people go about here, right? Like housing. Well, sure, sure, sure. But in in this case, in this case, um, it was Texas um, power grid, kind of unique. Um, other parts of the country, not a single state uh, runs it. It's like an entire area. But um, Texas's uh, power grid was spectacularly vulnerable to an unusual, well, in this case, deep freeze, that, you know, Arctic uh, you know, blast that came down a little lower than normal, making, making it a really which unusual is, situation. Which is, going to happen at, which is going to happen with increasingly smaller intervals. Because of global warming. Yes. The weather patterns are changing, and we're gonna, it's going to express itself as extreme, what's considered to be extreme weather. So people who are worried about... Um, Maximizing profits should not be in charge of this. People who are worried about keeping vital services in place should be in charge of it. Uh, well, I mean, the, the voting population in Texas has decided who they would prefer to have running it. And as of the last time they were able to vote about it, um, are happy with what they're doing. So let's just see. I guess if if they're unhappy with this and feel like maybe they are to blame, then then it that'll express itself as uh, election stuff, right? Yeah, we'll see, we'll see a switch in power there. So, it you know, it they, seems to me increasingly that, blue. I mean, you know. Well, right, and and I think the pandemic has accelerated that. I think this deep freeze may have also accelerated um, that. How about AOC coming up with $3 million for organizations in Texas? Right. 
she's wow. good. I mean, one, it is good. That was a good thing. I mean, just human good. Uh, the other thing, how politically astute was that when Ted Cruz is down in Cancun? <laughs> Okay, well, the political dispute thing is 100% of why she did it, and it's 100% personal between her and Cruz, <laughs> and that's why she did it, and, you know. I'm, I'm giving her, I'm giving her some, some, some credit for this is just the humanitarian, humanitarian thing to do. Okay, I'm going to give her some of that. She's very strategic. So, she's smart. I, I think don't, 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 don't fall for the pixie thing. I'm going to fall a little bit for it. <laughs> well, she wants to be in the White House. So that's, that's, that's well, I, she's she's not that calculated. She's just really smart, but I don't think she's that calculated politically, honestly. Uh, so, she is, and the reason why she is, she's forcing herself to be, and the reason why she's doing that is because they said she's dumb, and so she's going to outplay them as a way of, you know, that's her. That's the fire. No way she hops on a plane. That's how she came in, outplaying them. She'd after be the ten-term Democrat. Hurricane, after Cruz voted against Hurricane Sandy relief for New York. <laughs> so yeah, but that only plays. That only works is if you know places like Texas are swinging blue. But that seems to be happening, right? Uh, slowly, it's happening. Yeah. So I was really interested to see what, you know, 2020 would be like. It was it was going to be a bellwether, and it certainly was. But now the next bellwether, because there's so much confusion about where Republicans are going to wind up. Are they going to wind up Trumpers? Or are they going to wind up, you know, Romney, moderate, you know, business types? Um, well, fuck them. But uh, I, I will say this, though, <laughs> uh, just to shift gears slightly, awesome news on coronavirus. Um, you know, the numbers, yes. are, the numbers are seriously depleted. The lowest uh, new case daily total since March of last year. So, yeah, uh, right. It, the the vaccine go. is working. Um, the cold However, home, everybody stayed home. You know, I read today yeah. Fauci saying we should be prepared to continue masking until 2022. Okay, well, whatever, I'll do it. I think that's his job now. Yeah, but the thing of it is, he's been right so far. He's been right so far, and now he's right to do this, which is to exaggerate it. He's right to... Yeah, right, I know, because... This is the moment. Right? We We were hopeful that this this September, uh, this fall, would be kind of the when we could open back up. Everything Fauci has said has been correct. So, yeah, but but beyond everything else, he he's a, he's he's a he's a humanitarian, and he understands the best way to help us at this moment is to give us a dire thing. Let's not relax. Yeah, there's a there's a possibility we could relax on this good news. We can't do that. We have to. Yeah, there, and there is a little bit of a caveat. It's not uh, uh, for, for sure. It's be prepared to. Kind of thing. No, he's saying he said that anytime he's made a prediction, he says based on what we're doing at this moment. Yeah, right. This is what we're looking at. Yeah. So, you know, and he's yeah. not pulled any punches with that, even if that was really bad news. You know, which made him unpopular. <laughs> we're nearly uh, half a million. Oh, dead. for sure. 
For sure, and and of course the economic damage is hard to measure. You know, there's there's ways to one of the worst outcomes in the world. No, it didn't work out good. Um, what's in our favor is we're using it as a as a moment to make a shift into green technology in a in a more directed government way. So yeah, I, I think the positive effects of what we what we're going to do in the next four to eight years, I think. Uh, I'm not saying it was worth it. I'm just saying it, it will have a more positive effect than this negative effect moving forward. It modernizes the country, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, I think that's correct. Um, so um, extreme weather and a pandemic are, are things that you can't, argue with <laughs> they're real they're smacking you right in the face and you need real real world solutions for them or at I least responses people will for always them. wear masks and i think some people will stop wearing them and i think enough people will be vaccinated and i don't think it'll matter i think it's this thing will right matter. you know it had its run and it's over now you know it's spread yeah right so. masking as a, a fashion um, well, definitely when you travel, which is something that uh, people from uh, Asian countries have just done as a habit for decades, uh, you wear a mask. Or centuries, if you know Muslim women. Okay, I don't know if that counts as a N95, but uh, it's, it's as a it's a fashion. It's a it's a fashion. I mean, it's based on religion, but you know some ideologies, but it's still a fashion and. Um, it's a okay, thing. Well, I remember flying 20 years ago and seeing Chinese people with masks on. So yes, yes. I remember they seeing were, pictures. They were protecting themselves. Was it during SARS? Um, I know no, that was one just, of the times. You're in an airport. You're coming into contact with a lot of different... Uh, oh, protecting just from the common cold or flu. Well, yeah, you're in, a, you're in a tight place congregating with people from everywhere. So you, there's bugs in that air that have never... You don't have. You may not have immunity for. Yeah, a lot of people realize. Wait a minute! I haven't gotten a cold or flu this year either. Maybe this is a good way to prevent that. Well, they said just washing hands, uh, just just uh, being conscientious about washing hands and wearing a mask could could eliminate that too. So it's the spread of that. <laughs> I've washed my hands more often this year than. Certainly, any other year in, in my life, maybe the entire rest of my life. Hey, look, I'm looking forward to how, what is life going to be like in June. Okay. All right. right. If, this continue, if this continues to do what it's doing, people continue to vaccinate. The effect starts to become cumulative. We approach herd immunity. You know, the sickest, most vulnerable people have already went down in 2020, and you know what I mean. That 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 calling has happened. Mm -hmm. uh, I really think in June you'll be able to travel freely, fly fly to France, fly to Italy, fly to you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Uh, and I think you'll be able to do that with a mask required, possibly while you while you're in in the airport on the plane, perhaps, but without any real threat of quarantine or anything else. I mean, I, I suspect you're right. Um. Now, will you be required to be vaccinated in that moment? 
Like, will will that be something that is added to a passport in the, in a short term period where you have to show you were vaccinated or that you already had it? Right. I mean, that could be part of it. You know, if it's a good idea, maybe could be so part I really of it. Think in, I think in June you'll be able to schedule that quickly. I think enough people have been vaccinated. There'll be enough enough available that in that moment that would be easy to do. I think. You know. Most of us will be fourteen hundred dollars richer then too. Okay. Well, there you go. There's money to you know pay for the ticket. And maybe maybe more than that. I mean, um, we will uh, we will see. I but life will be. I think restaurants will be open. I think and I think new restaurants will be opening to replace restaurants that unfortunately went out of business. And some of it will be the same people. Even. June? I'm saying in within the month of June. Yeah. We will, see, we will see society start to resemble, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think a mask will be required to go into a grocery store in, in, in June. I don't think so. Hmm. You know. But you could do it if you want to. I think I think maybe even up to half or more of the people will, and that will continue for a little bit. When will it be suspicious to go into a bank with your mask on? I gotta figure we'll be uh, into into 2023 probably. Right. (laughs) Or or maybe more, maybe never again. I think the moment it's gone, gone, and they start talking about how it's gone, and they start talking about that, and I think from that moment forward, the mask will become irrelevant and. You know, is it still a good idea to use one with a plane or in an airport? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I traveled mm-hmm. a lot without it. I never had any issues, but, you know, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Right. And I always have this, I've always been of the theory that if you have a little bit of uh, germs coming in, in your environment, you know what I mean? You're touching dirty stuff. You're eating right. questionable food. Um, I, I think you build a tolerance. You build some kind of... Yeah, and I and that's one thing I've been wondering this year. Am I not, you know, I'm missing out on building some some tolerances to some of this stuff, and then when I'm not masking anymore and washing my hands so much, I'll get walloped. Uh, well, maybe you should start uh, having, you know, you know, sticking your hands in garbage and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, make out sessions with snifflers. Uh, cut the uh, cut the uh, mold off of uh, cheese. And eat it. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? I do that anyway. So I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm saying that this is the moment to maybe do that a little bit more. You know, it's, you know, keep the antibodies up. You know, <coughs> I still haven't gotten the shot of you. No, I, I I've been trying though. Hmm. I well, I mean, I, I'm i not camping out anywhere, but uh, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's still not that easy to get an appointment. Well, I wish you luck. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I'll be happy to get one. Although, so far, so good. I mean, I've been okay, so... I think I'm not going to get one. Yeah? Unless I have to get one. 
Well, you know, there's a little bit of um, the more people that get it and we can see exactly how it's going to happen over, you know, over thousands of people in the, in, you know, in the study, um, once thousands of people have gotten it and there's, you know, very little downside, then, eh, okay, I'll feel better about doing it. Uh, but I'll certainly, certainly do it as, as soon as I can reasonably can. Well, good luck. Yeah. And good morning. Good morning. Good luck to all of us. Good morning. Uh, Isn't that what Tiny Tim said? Uh, good luck good to uh, every one of us. No, God bless us, everyone. That was, that was it. But, yeah. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, I think we should leave people with, with, with the idea that power companies should be publicly owned. Well, and that the AI could slaughter the phone. And the AI could slaughter us all. Stop, Dave. Yeah, so I think between the between the two, between the two, some people aren't going to get that reference. I know. Yeah, I know you know. I know you know. The problem. If I didn't know that you knew, you'd be getting away. But write us at um, allyoufascists at gmail.com. Oh, and by the way, I thank you to Spotify for recommending us. We appreciate that. And, right? Um, that, uh, that was unexpected. Well, that is cool. unexpected. And, and I think, you know, Spotify has a, has a reputation for selecting tw- top quality programming to recommend. So I think that's, that's, my, that's my prejudice. So thank thank you for taking the chance of us. Thank you for going outside of your normal. <laughs> appreciate that, and we appreciate you. And I love the service. And I think lots of people do. So um, anyway, well, well, thank you, right. Spotify, and thank you, Mancake. Uh, thanks, Rev. And uh, you know, I'm glad we didn't have to go into the mumble rap thing. Alright. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>